When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out, what do you got? So I've heard of companies paying for people that have pets that um, have lost a pet or a pet has, you know, have some issues. But there is a new thing happening in companies. They're calling it paternity leave for workers who have new pets. So if you've adopted a furry friend into the family or you've welcomed a new furry friend into the family, they are offering to pay for a week of paid leave so you can take care of that new pet. Oh, cool. There you go, Cappy. You can get your dog in shape. Well, you know, Cap's never doing that, but you know, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, listen, it's kind of an interesting thing, right? How employers today are having to come up with different ways to incentivize people to want to work. Um, I mean, wow, you're going you're gonna to give me a week to take care of my new dog that I just adopted? Listen, I'm, I was happy. I wanted to adopt a dog. I, I wanted to rescue a dog. I, I'm doing a noble thing. I can't wait to, to mm-hmm. love this dog. You're giving me a week off to take care of the dog? Now, like most people hear that and they're like, that's ridiculous, unless it was you getting the week off, because that's how I feel. That's ridiculous, yeah. unless it was me getting the week <laughs> off. Correct. Then I'd love I need it. more info. Then I would love it. I just need more info because I have, like, friends who just started jobs not too long ago. You know, they just got a new job due to the pandemic. They lost their jobs and stuff. And one of my friends was pregnant. And she literally had to go right back to work because she didn't have the benefits of maternity leave. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I love dogs. I have a dog. But I feel like I need a little bit more information on this. Just saying. I I love it. I mean, hey, man, listen. You know, everything's a negotiation in life. That's true. Why what not? If I, what if I need a week off and I just go and I adopt a dog? And then, like, I get my week <laughs> of off course. and a couple weeks later I'm like, yo, take this dog. That's not, I don't. Well, I mean, you. But if you foster the dog rather I mean, than actually well, foster adopt different. Him. I don't know. I don't know the, the reality of that scenario. But, you know, you, that's something you'd have to take up with the employer in that scenario. I have to talk to HR here at ESPN yeah. and see what the deal is. No. Yeah. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, Cappy. So I threw out, uh, after hypothesizing, after a handful of conversations today about what the framework of a potential Lakers-Kyrie deal could look like. And it would be mm-hmm. Russ. And you know, The reporting was Russ, THT, for Harris. Joe Harris is a good shooter. Uh, been dinged up. Uh, last season was dinged up. And uh, and Kyrie, obviously, but that, in you know, my hypothesis is not a report uh, that it seems like the Nets would want both picks. And I can understand why the Lakers wouldn't be willing to give up both or at least the organization. OK, so we were having the conversation of what would you do? Mm-hmm. OK, all right. And then the caller who was just on with us, mm-hmm. Stephen and Van Eyes, brought up something that you've said to me. You said, well, what if we're going to bring in Kyrie and then he, uh, you know, he goes you know, and, and is, goes Kyrie on us, right, after the year, after the first year, right? Certainly That's a possibility, right? Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Do you think that – now, Kyrie Irving and LeBron clearly have, you know, a relationship. They played together for, I believe, four seasons, if I recall correctly, in Cleveland. 
Let me ask you a question. Do you believe Kyrie Irving, his, let, let's just call it his behavior, okay? Do you believe his behavior now is all that different from where how it was when he was LeBron's teammate in Cleveland? How many games did he miss when he was with Cleveland because he just didn't want to play? Um, I don't know how many games he missed while he was in Cleveland because he didn't want to play, um, but I'll tell you that in his time in Cleveland with LeBron James, he played more more games in that stretch than he ever has anywhere else. Okay. So now, you're do you saying think that, that's by coincidence? Well, what are you saying? You're saying that I'm he was playing that with, it, with LeBron, that's why he played so many games? Correct. And you're saying that because LeBron wasn't in Brooklyn, he decided that he didn't want to do what was you know best for his team? I think that LeBron has a certain way of uh, connecting with him, let's just say. Why, though? I'm just curious. I mean, their relationship in Cleveland, it didn't exactly end as if they were best friends. I mean, one guy wanted to get away from the other guy, and then years later pretty much comes out and goes, I was too stupid and too young and too immature to realize that I had a great thing going. You're kind of making my point for me. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, so what are you saying? What I'm saying is that they – that. You know, now that Kyrie has definitely come to that admission, and he did to LeBron. It wasn't like he said it to anyone else. Um, And LeBron also getting the best out of Kyrie, knowing how to lead him, manage him, per se, be a teammate to him, that I think that that is what I'd be banking on. Someone who understands how to get the best out of Kyrie. Okay, but wait. Are you then banking on if LeBron knows how to get the best out of Kyrie – when the upcoming season actually comes to an end, whether you win a championship or don't even make it to the play-in, you anticipate that LeBron, knowing his guy Kyrie, that both guys would be signing LeBron for the two years and Kyrie for the long term. I, I believe that if there is a level of success that they're happy with, then yes. Okay. Just I mean, that, play- I can't predict that because I don't know. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? But... My guess is if there's a level of success and they're in championship contention and let's say, you know, even if, you know, let's say they win it. I mean, if they win it, I would believe obviously that they would continue if they don't win it, but they're close and they're right there. Then, yes, I still believe that to be the case. Now, that is just a guess on my part. Right. Because because you have no assurances because here's here's the opposite. Nothing is in life is assured. but But we can definitely look back at history. I think people like people's history matters in these situations. Okay, so then let's so then let me listen. I'm in the room. We're having this discussion. You're pushing for it because you think that LeBron can, you know, can deal with, with Kyrie and he can get the best out of him. Now I'm in the room and I'm going to just play devil's advocate, okay? Mm-hmm. What if, what if AD only plays in 40 games because he's hurt again? But again, you're doing this thing that you, yeah, but you don't you're doing why, the, but you're but doing why are you positive. giving me the worst case scenario? Be, because like, you're giving me the best case scenario. No, I'm not. I'm telling, you that, I'm telling you that if those guys play a requisite amount of games, pick the number that you think is the over-under on that. And I'm games. telling you they're going to be in championship contention with okay. those three. Okay, they may be. But if they're not... Because you said people's history plays a role in what they are, who they right. are. Yeah. So, so here's the issue. AD has a, we know about his injury history. Mm-hmm. Fair? Right. Three, we know about his, uh, I'll call it selfishness. Okay, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Okay. If you have a better word, I'm, I'm all for I it. I mean, whatever. Okay. And, and, and LeBron. Personality quirks. Okay, let's there you it. go. I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. And LeBron, he's only signed through the season. So I'm giving you worst-case scenario, because now what happens if AD isn't healthy 
And what happens if Kyrie isn't happy? And what happens if we only make it into the play-in? And then we get to the end of it, and LeBron's like, I'm out of here. And Kyrie's like, me too, I'm out of here. Then you don't have either of those two guys, and you don't have those two picks. That is the opposite side of what you're saying. And that is where you have to consider, do I really want to do this? Okay, then what is your other option, which you still haven't answered for me, when I've been having the same godforsaken conversation with you for a week? Is there anybody who's listening right now that can help me come up with an answer for this because you keep saying to me that their only option what is, is your to other get Kyrie. you have no other alternative you are correct you I so will... let so the, here's the alternative let's well, no, play it yeah, out yeah okay let's play it out. i will give you because i'll give you the alternative here's the alternative okay you play with russell westbrook mm-hmm. which at best probably gets you around like you know a six or six seed fifth seed you know like what you're probably going to get bounced in the playoffs is my guess. Like what, what, like, okay, hold on. And, I'm going to give it to and, you. I'm and he give... doesn't fit. Like he doesn't, okay. he doesn't shoot well. Okay. Mm-hmm. He has lost about a half step. Okay. So he doesn't have the same explosion he once had. Not to say that he can't do it occasionally. I mean, he does it probably more times than not still, but little by little, that's, that's being eroded. Like, so, okay, what, so what is me, that supposed I'm gonna, to I'm going to give it to you. You ready? So listen. So you've given me all the positive of the Kyrie deal, and I've given you all the potential negative of the Kyrie deal. Now you've given me the negative of Russell staying with the Lakers. Let me no, give no, you the I've positive. No, no, I've given you the realistic. The realistic okay. is Russell Westbrook stays here. They're like a fifth seed max. Okay, but, but let me give you the dream. You ready? The dream is mm-hmm. that AD is healthy and plays in 70 games. LeBron remains healthy all season long plays the way he normally does. Russ becomes the teammate that everybody wants him to be and that Darvin Ham is going to push him into. All these younger role players are going to be ecstatic to be playing with these guys, and they're going to bust their ass every day and do everything they've got to do. And guess what? Um, that is the alternative. We go with what we got. We, yeah, got three guys, we got three guys that are all part of the 75th anniversary team, the greatest players ever. We got three guys that are going to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And we got three guys that said they wanted to play together a year ago. A year later, we haven't. We don't want to do this Kyrie deal based on what we've discussed here today. So we're going with what we got. That's the alternative, George. And you think that's going to lead you to a championship? Not necessarily. Okay, however, then there's your answer. Well, but but however, I'm not sure. Who could ever be sure that we'll get better because so, we got so Kyrie let me and ask Joe Harris? It, for, if I just told you, yeah, go ahead. You're, you're taking off Russ and Taylor Horn Tucker, and I'm mm-hmm. giving you Joe Harris and Kyrie with mm-hmm. LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. There's no way anyone can tell me, okay? If I'm making it all even, right? You have equal amount of games from all the players that I just mentioned, okay? Like, you know, requisite amount of games, whatever you want to say, 60, 65, whatever. There's no way you can tell me that the team with Kyrie and Joe Harris is not better than the team with Russell Westbrook and Taylor Horn Tucker. No way. No way. On paper, you may be right. On paper. But what if I told you Russ was going to become a great teammate and I told you that Kyrie was going to be Kyrie? There are so many But I just told you. God bless. I want to. Yeah, but just because you're telling me doesn't mean that you're right. Microphone and just like. Just because you're telling me doesn't mean that you're right. You're just telling me what you're telling me. Headlock. I'm going to. Dude, listen to me. Headlock. I'm going to pick you up 
by your throat Full and Nelson. by your crotch like Andre the Giant, and I'm going to throw you over the top ring rope into the actual announcers. You I think that's what it's going to take. You, you, it would take. I would you, take you, you, you. I would pick need, you up you, and just you would, throw you. You would need, like, steroids for two years to do well, that. Well, how do you know I'm not already using steroids for the last two years? Because if you were, you wouldn't look like you look right now. Let me tell you something right now. By the throat and the groin, above my head, military press, and over the top ring rope. What do you think of that? No, no chance you could do that. I don't even think you could do that to, like, a ch- maybe a child right now. Well, let me ask you this. Maybe I decide to go with a belly-to-belly souffle. Have you ever been souffléed? <laughs> no, but I feel like you're a big fan of a souffle. I love a belly-to-back souffle and a belly-to-belly souffle. Okay, Both so souffles. Let, let me finish my what I was going to say. What are you going to say? LeBron has history with him. For all the Kevin Durant's my friend stuff, th- you don't have actual work history with him, okay? Like... I'll give you an example. The Kevin Durant experiment with Kyrie, I have two buddies, okay, who were like a group of childhood friends, okay? And these two buddies, when we were like just out of college, tried to live together. And I said to them, this is going to be a disaster because you, you're a mess and you, you're a neat freak. That's not going to work. It's the odd couple. As much as you, right, exactly. As much as you love each other, because we've basically grown up as brothers, you're not going to be able to live together. And what happened? Exactly what I said. So Kevin Durant is in that in this situation with Kyrie. They're great friends, clearly, but they're that they're those friends that tried to live together and it didn't work. Whereas LeBron has lived with Kyrie. Okay, he has been in the same apartment with him. You know what I mean? Proverbially, not figuratively. Um, or not the same mansion, same mansion with them, whatever, bro. So they have been there together. Like he knows how Kyrie, uh, you know, maybe doesn't put the cap on the toothpaste or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) they doesn't make the bed, whatever. But LeBron knows how to deal with that already. And I'm telling you that goes a long way, knowing people's personalities and how to manage that. That's a big deal here. You don't have to sell me on managing personalities, okay? I'm, I'm, it's like you and me. We I'm, had to figure it out, and now it's golden. All Even I'm though s- you want to souffle me sometimes, and I want to wrap you, uh, you know, in a, uh, you know, a figure four leg lock. Figure four hurts, okay? Yeah. You've ever been on the receiving end of a I figure have. four? I have. It's not fun. Not yeah. a pleasant situation. Yeah. Um, Laura, uh, Funchy, Laura, are there? Are those guys still on hold? Yes, they are. Let me sneak in Devin, who's been on for on hold forever. Devin, go ahead. Hey, what's up? <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, what's up, boys? Um, I just wanted to say that uh, Kyrie basically suppressed the market, so I think the Lakers have all the leverage as far as this deal goes. Um, I cannot see the Nets not making this deal, and I can't see the Lakers um, adding those two picks to get. Kyrie in return, I mean, the Nets have no choice but to take Russell Westbrook. Or you can just let Kyrie sit on the, you know, sit on the sideline or what have you for the year when you can attain a young player like Taylor Horton Tucker as well in this deal. So I think the Lakers should just put their poker face on and hold tight with the picks and just hold out. The Nets have no choice. I'm out. 
You tell no, him, the Dev. Nets ha- the Nets definitely have a choice. They you tell him, Devin. You tell him, Dev. <laughs> I mean, well, listen. If they had, if they didn't have a choice, they would have done the deal by now. So that's completely inaccurate. Um, my man, Dev. I'm with you. I like. I love you, Dev. But that that's just. I mean, that's that's not true. Big right. fan, Jonathan in Huntington Park. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey. Uh, so what I would do, honestly, is uh, just go ahead and take that trade, give up two picks, but I'd go ahead and ask for Seth Curry and add Kendrick Nunn to the trade. You know, we see what LeBron did with all them shooters back in Miami with the Cavs. You know, I think having pretty much two decent shooters at Curry and uh, Harris in our team would help us a lot more than what we have now. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'd love to have Seth Curry, buddy. Thank you for the call, Jonathan. Appreciate it. But I, I just don't see them throwing Seth into the deal as well. Um, I, I just I, – and I don't – because they're going to want – okay, they're going to look at that as, well, then you need to give me more assets, which I don't know if the Lakers actually have. All right. Coming up next – We'll take more of your calls, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Um, all right, Cappy, you are a leader. You are going to have to lead a team here. I want you to give me your impassioned speech on how you're going to do that. And also, I'm going to tell you what Darvin Ham told our Mark Spears about LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook. All that's coming up next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, Cappy, is this like your entrance music if you were a wrestler right now? I am uh, trying to figure out my entrance music right now, George, for what I'm going to do when I come up to bat. Oh, yeah. You know, this. if I were going to use this as my walk-up song, if I were a pro wrestler, you got to see me as like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Remember him? Yeah, come out with the flag, oh. USA. Yeah, right. You feel me, Funch? I know, man. That flag and the two-by-four. Right. Two-by-four. Plus, I'd really want to pull my, my shorts up a little higher, you know what I mean, to hide my belly a little bit, you know? Mm. So so I could pull my shorts up a little higher, even though I'm still wearing that, like, Speedo bikini look that I still don't oh, understand no. why wrestlers wear, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, I would be pulling it up over my belly button and just, like, about three inches underneath my chest is where I'd like to have my shorts so you don't see my fat belly. Like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, that's all. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I don't know about entrance music, though, George, but I, I will solicit your opinion on this. You ready? Yeah. Are you going to give an impassioned speech? I Well, I'm going to definitely tell you what I plan on saying to my team for sure. Okay. I'm happy to. But I want to just get your opinion on something real quick. Mm-hmm. When I come up to bat at the 7-10 All-Star game, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Guys, this big giant all-star Friday night that we're putting on next Friday night. Mm-hmm. Should I come up to our opening jam? Oh. Because you know, George, at the Mandy's. Yeah. When we jumped up on stage. Mm-hmm. And we were looking out at the crowd. Mm-hmm. And everybody was on their feet playing their air guitars, their air bass, the air drum, and everybody ding, 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 dinging, okay? Yeah, yeah. Should we play this as my walk-up song, or, or, should we play the love boat? Ooh. I don't know. That's a great question. I feel like people know, you know. Put up a poll. Yeah, we could put up a poll. Um, but I feel like people know you by the all-star game thing. I mean, the all-star game thing, the, uh, our show open. Okay. So you're voting for eminence front. Yeah. Laura, do you agree or disagree with George's opinion here? Everyone says I always agree with Sedano, but in this case, I I do agree with Sedano. I think our (laughs) intro music, I I like that one better than love boat. Sorry guys. It's okay. Funchy. How about you? What do you think? I think you gotta go with the who, because you know, at the Manny's, the Mandy's, I should say, um, Everyone got was you know bobbing her head, you know, dancing a little bit, you know, when his song came on, when you guys won. So I think you guys will this one. Yeah, yeah. And then when Mario Ruiz goes like this, he goes, "Now coming to bat, the left-handed hitting from the Sedano and Cap show from FC Dallas. It's gonna be Keyshawn. Oh, Keyshawn's doing the piano. Yeah, I think Keyshawn's doing it." Keyshawn's doing it. I want Mario to record mine. Cabby. Yeah. What did Keyshawn say? Don't get it twisted, homeboy. That is what he said, and he is famous for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Well, George, it's eight days, man. The entire 710 crew at the West Covina Sportsplex, Friday, July 15th, the Wiffle Ball Bash, the All-Star Softball Game presented by Coors Light. Everyone's going to be there. Everybody in attendance has a chance to win tickets to the Midsummer Classic, plus all kinds of great prizes. And it's all open to the public. But if you want it on our VIP list, you know the story. Text STAR to 40705. That's STAR. I'll slow it down to 40705. Coors Light, my people, keeping Southern California chill all summer long. So, George, you say eminence front. Yeah, I say eminence front. Okay, I'm with you. Um, so, speaking of polls, Laura asked about a poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ESPN Los Angeles crew has put up a poll. I want to make sure I got it here. Are, and they've been discussing the stuff we've been discussing. Are you willing to trade Ross THT and both picks for Kyrie Irving and Joe Harris? Uh, 653 votes here in the first uh, you know 20 minutes or so. 77% say yes. Okay, listen, I can't blame Laker fans. I mean, do, do we? I've been saying this forever. Do I care about 2027? Do I care about 2029? I don't. I care about now. I care about winning now while the Lakers still have what's left of LeBron James. Is that one more year? Is it three more years? While you have LeBron James, you've got to go 100 miles an hour towards a championship. Being competitive is not what you're about. Winning championships is what you're about. Yeah. And while you have this player, you have to pursue championships. Correct. So I don't care about 27 and 29. I don't care. But my questions are, what would we really be getting? And that's what concerns me. Okay. Well, I mean, what are you getting from Russ? 
because well, someone in the community I thought po- posted it very well. Hold what on, they I say? Sure. Tell me I what they said here. Uh, maybe it wasn't in the community. Maybe it was somewhere else. But anyway, someone tweeted me and said basically that that like you know like you're expecting Russ to all of a sudden change. Like yeah, there's a lot of talk. Uh, which by the way, Darvin Ham spoke to our Mark Spears, who's going to join us at six fifteen. And said this about Russ. Counted out prematurely. Counted out prematurely. I've had some great interactions with Russ in person, over dinner, over the phone, over text message. I love Russell Westbrook. Just his mentality, his approach, just to see him. A guy of that magnitude and everything else he's done in the league to get hated on. But me being me, I got a wholehearted plan, a clear plan on how I'm going to use him. I showed it to him, sat down, brought stuff up for him. I think he's going to flourish. We ain't going to try to curtail his energy. We're just going to try to diversify it, redirect it. When Mark followed up and said, do you see Westbrook as a starter with you under the Lakers? Remember Tracy McGrady was on this show while you were out, Cappy, and said he thinks he should be a bench player. He should come Mm -hmm. off the bench. Mm -hmm. He said, yes, indeed. It's just the way we're going to play and the type of people that's going to be out there on the floor. That's the biggest thing. Okay. I mean, listen, I hope Darvin gets it right. I, I don't know, man. Look, I understand everybody. I do. Like, why should we expect Russell Westbrook to be something that last oh. year we saw he wasn't, right? Yeah. By the way, it was Raul from uh, the OC, uh, Murphy, uh, at Murphy Slee. Uh, Cap needs to wake up from the dream, expecting Westbrook to change entirely, change his personality, playing style, and suddenly be a good fit with Bron and AD. It's lunacy. I know. I know it is. I'm not, I'm not denying it. I'm not going to argue on that. I'm really not. Because it is just a dream. It's not it, – reality has not presented itself – the reality it's that has is that he's he's a pain in the ass. Salt and Ru- pepper, heavy D up in the limousine. Sorry, go ahead. No, keep going, man. Do it. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, Russell Westbrook's a pain in the ass. I mean, what can I tell you? You know, you, this is what LeBron wanted. This is what the Lakers got. Wait, for wait, him. wait. Again, I told you this is not just what LeBron wanted. You keep saying that, and I'm telling you that nobody tied up the front office of this team to call the Washington Wizards to make that deal. So I will continue to push back on that. Right. And all I'll just continue to tell you is that LeBron told them what to do and they did it. So Okay. Well, I tell you that that is not necessarily how it went down. I understand. But remember, there's the insider perspective and there's the outsider perspective. Well, I just want to make sure that the actual uh, insider perspective is reflective. Fair enough. Fair enough. But as much as it seems ridiculous, and I will grant everybody that you're right, as much as it seems ridiculous to just hope that Russ becomes, you know, Carmelo. In other words, like he becomes a good teammate who understands his role, okay? I understand that seems far-fetched. But doesn't Kyrie being a team guy and showing up and playing every night and giving his all, doesn't that also seem far-fetched? Not when he's doing it with a guy he's already done it with. Because, again, I asked you the question. Do you believe from 2014 through 2018 or 2017, the four seasons or three seasons he played with LeBron James, do you believe that Kyrie Irving was all that different? Um, I kind of do, George. Okay. Well, I will tell you that that's very likely not the case. Well, but I mean, I, now I'm telling you opinion. stuff that I know. Okay. Well, I'm just, but here's what I'm saying. Like my perception. Yeah. Now I'm going to, I'm going to have to do the, I don't like to do the, I, the Trump card here. Oh no. But I'm telling oh, you that no. Kyrie Irving has not necessarily, has kind of always been kind of the guy that you're seeing. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, let's just assume that you're right. You're pulling out your card on me here. Your, your NBA insider card on me, and you're putting it down, and you're, you're telling me this is it. This is the winning card. Yeah. If he's the same guy today that he was back then, then guess what I think? He's not a very good teammate. Okay. But he, did, he was fine with LeBron is my point. 
Back you're then. basically you're on a hope and a wish and a prayer. You, you, at least I have some evidence that he's good with LeBron. You have no yeah. evidence of Russell Westbrook being good with LeBron. True and true. But as as skeptical as everybody is that Russ would ever become what I'm selling, aren't we also skeptical of Kyrie becoming what we're hoping there, that he becomes? There should be a healthy skepticism, but I'm banking on LeBron to make that work with someone he's made it work with in the past. Well, of course. we're all, Everybody's banking on LeBron to do everything. But I'm banking on that he's done it with him, so he knows. He knows what he's getting into. You don't think he knew what he was getting into with Russ? Nope. Hmm. His reputation did not precede his appearance in L.A.? Uh, I'm just telling you, he figured it was the first time that someone didn't work. So, of course he would thought he thought it was going to work. Listen, we're all banking on Kyrie's apology to LeBron his understanding of what he had and what he let go, what he wants back. We're all what banking he wants on all this moving stuff. forward, which is a contract. Right. Yeah, we're all banking on all this stuff. Yeah. All I'm saying is this. And if you guys think I'm crazy, so be it. Okay, just make this let's make this simple. You ready? I'll make it real simple. I don't trust the guy. Okay. Do you do you trust Russ? Not really. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. 710 is hosting our very own All-Star Friday night event, which really. includes, as we've mentioned, the Wiffle Ball Bash, which is our home run derby, and All-Star Softball game, which ca- team Cappy uh, should route Team Mason, uh, featuring our 710 host and personality. The party is at the West Covina Sportsplex on Friday, July 15th. The event is free and open to the public. But right now, callers 5 and 7 at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Two callers will get a chance to win in our VIP um, low, you know, our VIP access, basically, which will get a spot in the Wiffle Ball Bash, which is our home run derby, and get two tickets to the Capital One Playball Park. In MLB Live in downtown L.A., July 16th through the 19th, it's the ultimate all-star fan experience with something for the whole family. For tickets for that event, uh, the all-star event, go to allstargame.com. So callers 5 and 7 right now, you'll win all that stuff. And we've got Radio Tinder coming up in 90 seconds. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thank you, Morales. And it's M underscore Funch, M underscore Funch. Hi, Funchy. What do you got? All right, guys. Underscore again. Yet again, the underscore. <laughs> don't hate. Don't Freaking hate. Don't hate on the underscore. Hey, 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 somebody had a Funch. Oh. Somebody has an M Funch, so leave me alone. Yeah, not everyone was able to just get their name. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't cool like that. I have an hey. underscore, too. All right, guys. Uh, over the holiday weekend, I was watching two shows, uh, Only Murders in the Building and Stranger Things. Now, Only Murder in the Buildings, uh, you know about the show with Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. It drops a new episode every week, like normal TV shows that we all grew up with. And, you know, Stranger Things drops, you know, every episode for the season all at once, which is a norm now due to streaming. So shows that drop one episode per week are better than shows that drop in one thing in whole season. Swipe left or swipe right. Uh, Sedano. Sedano. Cappy, I mean, Cappy. Funchy, can you repeat that again? Because someone just sent me breaking news, and I didn't actually oh, Wait, can so we hear the breaking what? news? No, but go ahead. Okay, well. Not breaking news. I so guess. shows that drop news. one episode per week are better than shows that drop the whole season at once. Swipe left or swipe right. Oh, uh, 
now Mark Spears just texted me. What did you say again? <laughs> let me Sorry, answer this. You hey. feel, no, no, deal with this news because this seems important. Yeah, it's important, yeah. So what let me talk about this for a second here. Go ahead, you go, Cap. Yeah. So I really hate shows that drop once a week. For example, when uh, the Lakers show is going on uh, on HBO Max, winning time. Yeah. God, yeah. I, I mean, I, I looked forward to it because they didn't give it to me in one shot and didn't give me a chance to binge it. So I like to have the uh, ability to binge, but if you're asking which shows are better, it's probably the shows that only give it to you once a week because they've got us sitting on the edge of our seats. Yeah, but you, you guys know that Stranger Things are like, is like the number sh- show in the world, and they drop well, they everything like at billion, once. Uh, yeah. streams or something. Yeah, right? yeah. they, they, they meantime, drop everything Funchy, at once. But, but Funchy, in the meantime, I've not seen Stranger Things. I want to see Stranger Things. Well, people keep telling me that I won't like it, so it's not worth my time. Well, I didn't think I like it, but I like it. I was watching some of the ap- some episodes this morning before I came in. How many episodes? I mean, how many seasons are there? There's four, I believe. Yeah, four. And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, every episode in this fourth season is like at least an hour, an hour and a half. So, it's, you know, geez, it's like Game of Thrones time. time. Really? Yeah. This is all uh, on Netflix, I don't mind, too. No, huh? I actually like the once a week model, personally. Um, I, I like the suspense. You don't you don't like the suspense? No, I said like winning time had me on the edge of my seat every Sunday night. I had to look forward to it like I really did. But I do prefer when they just drop it all at once so I can binge it on my own. All right, guys, we'll just move on to the next one. Then. <laughs> Today, the first IHOP opened in Toluca Lake in 1958. So happy 64th birthday oh, to yeah, IHOP. We did a story about that a long time ago that it was like the well, yeah, I don't remember. Why, why did we do that story? It wasn't it wasn't the specifically what you just mentioned, yeah. but it was that the original was in Toluca Lake. OK, and so, you know, when it comes to breakfast, you're either a pancake, waffle or French toast person. I've been torn with these choices all my whole life, but I think at the ripe age of four. 41, I'm a pancake person. So pancakes over French toast and waffles, swipe left or swipe right, cap. Swiping left. Um, in that scenario, I would go French toast, pancakes, waffles. Um, French toast, pancake, waffle in that order. Um, that's for you, French toast, pancake, waffle. Uh, I would go waffle, Um. I feel like French toast is kind of overrated, personally. So I'll oh. go waffle, pancake, French toast, actually. Dude. You hear that, Funch? All three different. So Laura, I'm, jump in. Uh, I, see, this is my thing, because I'm waffle, pancake, French toast. Oh, no. Really? I, yeah, man. Like I, I cook waffles. I'd rather do waffles and pancakes. And French toast is like, eh. Yeah, but you got to get the right challah. You get challah bread for French toast. It's just next level. <sighs> That's you a lot of me? carbs. So, I know it is. But yeah. so it's very spongy. Waffles, but this sure. is what you do when you go to breakfast. Whatever person you're not, you tell that person to get, you know, the French toast or the, you know, yeah, you waffles. Share. And then you share. That's, that's what you true. do. That's the that's best true. thing to do. That's what yeah. that's Gem what I was in. Blue Gem Cafe actually has really good like French toast waffles and they're definitely shareable. You don't get those by yourself. But yeah, yeah waffle first. I love waffles, man. Costco has good waffles, by the way. They come in like one of those big like plastic containers and they're individually wrapped. And what I do is I put it in the toaster oven to give it a little crisp and then, you know, put a little ice cream on it, some Nutella. Oh, my God. It's delicious. Also, si- Nutella. also side note, are you, can you guys eat breakfast at any time of the day? Yes. 100%. Eggs. Yeah, I can yeah, have. Especially like, proteins. I, I, I yes. love an omelet at, yes. any, at any time. Yes. Uh, waffles at 10 o'clock at night yes. is, like, is like the best thing in the world. We do it with my kids all the time. Breakfast for dinner. 
Jeez, man. That, you know, I, I, my wife has I never did that as a Hispanic kid growing up. My parents would never have done that. They'd be like, vas a comer arroz con frijoles. Now Very look, true. You, now you've anglo-sized dinner. Arroz y frijoles? No, bro. No. I mean, he's referring to the breakfast for dinner. Oh, I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like, arroz con frijoles. I was like, no, damn, what? arroz frijoles or I should pay more arroz attention. con pollo. <laughs> Arroz con pollo is delicious too. See, si. muy delicioso. Yeah. All right, All right, go ahead, Funchy. Sorry, All right, guys. I'm, all, I'm back in now. It's go all ahead. good, man. No worries. So, uh, some, some sad news today. James Caan died at the age mm-hmm. of 82. Today. I saw yeah, that. I know, crazy. Uh, one of the greatest. Been in some of the best movies of all time. The Godfather one, two. Brian's song, Misery, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, you guys are gonna think I'm cheesy, but I know Caan from watching that show Las Vegas that was on for a little bit. You guys Wait, know you about never that? Watched The Godfather. I I just barely watched the Godfather. This was a whole bit on uh, yeah. to, uh, on Travis. And I Sula. mean, wh- how about the uh, what's the football movie he did? Brian's Brian song. Like, Brian's song. No, yeah. not that movie. I've oh. seen Brian's song. The other one about oh the program. Yeah, yeah, the program. That yeah. movie's yeah. Good, I've seen that. Dude. I've seen that Brian's one too. Brian's song yeah. is yeah. sappy as hell. Like I'm not into. Brian's yeah, but it's song. a great story. Yeah, whatever. All right, everyone yeah. says his greatest performance is from the Godfather, Sonny Colon- uh, yeah. Cor- Corleone. So yeah. swipe left or swipe right, Sedano. Yeah, I mean, that to me, like, if you're going to pick one thing that he did, yeah, it's absolutely that. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, yeah. I do like the program, though. The head coach, he was awesome as the head coach in the program. God, oh, you know what movie was him. also great that he was in? What's that? Misery. Do you remember yeah, Misery? Misery? No, I don't remember it. Oh, dude, with Stephen um, King movie? Kathy Bates, where he's like a writer. He's an Arthur, yeah. Rob Reiner was the director. Stephen King was the writer. It was an incredible movie. I think it was nominated for a bunch of Oscars, too. And he's like a writer. And she's like a big fan and he's staying at like her bed and breakfast or something. And she like, um, she tortures him. <laughs> it's insane. It's like she like makes ins- him write another book, right? Is that right, what it is? A book that she wants. And then she tortures him and then nurses him back to health, but keeps him tortured to the point where like he's got to do her bidding. Like it's insane. An insane, insane movie. Should I see it? Yes. I mean, it's an old movie. It's like 1990 or something. You know, a like movie that. that it kept on coming up today when they talk about James Con Elf. Yeah, I saw that in a bunch of places, and I didn't. Even, I mean, I think I've yeah, seen I Elf like in I, passing, but no. I can't remember him in Elf, and I can't remember him in the program. I'm, the program. Uh, he's I'm the head coach. Head coach. Yeah. I'm just not seeing him in the program. I feel like the program. I just see like a bunch of steroids. Was it basically on a Florida State Seminole? Yeah, like they, they basically had to call made. This? Yeah, it was called something else. It was called like ESU or something like that. Yeah. But they they had the uniforms that look exactly like Florida State in the '90s. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he is obviously most you know best known for his you know roles in The Godfather. Yeah, 82 years old, man. It's yeah, he lived just, a good life. Hey, listen, right now, I keep thinking to myself, 82, James Kahn, 82. George, you and I had a colleague, I know for me, who's was a very dear friend and a mentor, Hank Goldberg, who died earlier in the week, 82 years old. I've told you about my friend Dick Emberg, 81 years old. I'm 50 freaking two years old. If I die in 30 years, I'm like, whoa, I got 30 years. That's, yeah. like, a, that's like a reality check for me. Yeah. You know? You gotta but I want to be like. You got to live it up, man, in the next 30 years. Yeah. There you go. You got to do a lot of stuff in 30 years, Captain. I know. I got a lot more to do. Yeah. All right, Funchy, one more if you got it. Uh, okay, well, uh, Hanna-Barbera turns 55 today. Uh, Hanna-Barbera pretty much gave everyone their childhoods making cartoons like oh, the Flintstones, yeah. the Jetsons, the yeah. Smurfs, Scooby-Doo. But I contend the greatest Hanna-Barbera cartoon of all time is Yogi Bear. Oh, Yogi Bear was awesome. <laughs> so yes. Yogi Bear is the greatest Hanna-Barbera can- cartoon or character, swipe left or swipe right, 
Uh, Cap. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm not going to go with with Yogi Bear on that one. I don't. I don't think so. I'm going to swipe left. I like Yogi Bear. I'm going to swipe right. All right, we're done here. We got to talk to Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, each and every week on Thursdays at 5:45. He joins us in two minutes. Oh, your sushi song, Cappy. I love the Harry Styles sushi song. Now, wait a second. Do I understand that our man Blake Harris also loves this song? Is that true, George? Do you yeah, know this? Yeah, well, he's on right now. Ask him. Hey, Blake, you like the sushi song from Harry Styles? Uh, I, I love Harry Styles. This is a uh, smashing album. Huge Harry Styles guy. So uh, when Laura asked what I want my entrance song to be, this is at the top of my head. Yeah, there you go. right here where Harry starts really rocking it out. Blake, you know, um, when Harry dropped this whole album, particularly this joint, and you know, because this is my favorite one, I tweeted Harry that night telling him that I was in my daughter's room. You know, we were all dancing around and listening to some Harry. And I just wanted him to know that I really appreciated his work. I caught a lot of crap around here for tweeting directly at Harry Styles. What do you think about that? You think that's cool or you think that's uncool? I think it's very cool. I mean... Tweet, tweet your shot. Tweet your shot. I think it tips, so uh, go for it. Yeah, don't don't listen to uh, the people saying it's uncool. That's they're probably jealous or something like that. Well, I mean, I was no, just, it's not that we're jealous. You know? It's just that it's what he tweets at him. What was it you tweeted creepy, at him? Creepy, creepy. I was like, Yo, Harry, I know your new joint just dropped. Me and my daughters are in their room dancing around, loving you know, loving all the new music. You know, you're the man. Something like that. You know. I mean, you know. You're a 52-year-old man saying the word joint about a song. It's probably not age-appropriate. It's, it's a very dad thing to tweet, I will say. A very dad thing to tweet. Right. Yeah. But what if he retweets it to like 50 million people? Right. Then all but of a sudden, I, I, that's true, George. He did not. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He didn't. Right. It's unfortunate. You're right, Blake. Took yeah, a shot. the coolest dad out there. There you go. I don't know if I'm the coolest, but I'm, I'm, I definitely pride myself on trying to be cool as a dad. So and that's Blake, all you can do at the end of the day. Exactly. Blake, before we get to the Dodgers, uh, I don't know if you saw, but we're, there's a softball game going on here at the station. And uh, Cappy is going to be one of the captains. Mason is going to be the other captain. John Ireland and I are not going to be available for one reason or another, so we will be left off. But the entire station is here. Now, uh, is going to be involved outside of us. Cappy, I, I feel like Cappy's team in a route. He's just got more people who are – who've actually played baseball at some point or softball, uh, you know, in a more regularly. Now team Mason has Travis Rogers, who was a college uh, baseball player, Ramona Shelburne, who was a college softball player. But after that, you know, DeMarco Farr, great defensive tackle, you know, a number of years ago, but I don't know what his softball game's like, whereas there's a lot of guys and ladies who actually play softball and, or played baseball at a decent level on team Cappy's team. Yeah, I was listening to it earlier when everyone was talking about just how stacked this team was and you guys were trying to make a trade. I don't know how many innings you guys are playing or how long this is going to go on, but I think Cappy's team is going to rub them. I mean, I, I think they're going to really lay it down. I'm, if there were any betting odds, I would uh, put Cappy at probably minus 350, I would say. Wow. Wow, that's, that's strong. You know, the thing is, I want you guys to know one thing. Even though we might be overwhelming favorites, I'm the kind of guy that always respects my opponent. So I'm not going into this thing, George and Blake, thinking I just show up and we win. I realize that I have to respect Beto Duran, DeMarco Farr, Travis Rogers, Ramona Shelburne. You don't know if Dr. Robert Clapper comes up to the bat and he goes, how are you? And he hits one out. I don't know. <laughs> that could happen. 
<laughs> so I respect my opponent, just so both of you guys understand this. Okay, fair enough. I'm glad you respect fair your opponent. Uh, so, Blake, um, the Dodgers continue to roll. Uh, Mookie Betts yesterday, one of the strangest walk-offs I've ever seen. Have you ever seen anything like that? I, I haven't, because it was a five-man infield. He hit just a very light grounder, and it seemed like nobody was able to make a play. Also, I don't know if you heard. Did you hear that they officially changed it to, uh, I don't know if it was an error or a fielder's choice. So, technically, it doesn't count as a walk-off hit oh. anymore for Mookie Betts. So, he now, he now currently has zero walk-off hits for the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was not, like, like George said, it was not exactly like a dramatic play, meaning, you know, it's not like he hit one in the gap and the outfielders give up on it because they know it doesn't matter, they, they can't make a play. It was a little dribbler right over the mound, and nobody could make a play on the ball and, you know, pick it cleanly. So, I mean, listen, they, everybody was celebrating because, you, you know, you win in walk-off style, but it wasn't really like, it wasn't really like a pretty walk-off because it's just a little dribbler. Take them how you get them, though, right? Kind of underwhelming. Yeah. Kind of underwhelming. Even Mookie, when he ran it first, he was kind of like, all right, we won the game. That's pretty cool. I mean, of course, when you want to get a walk-off, you're thinking like a cool walk-off home run. Maybe he went to the gap. Um, I mean, a win's a win, but yeah, in regards to underwhelming walk-offs, I think maybe a, a walk-off walk is the least exciting. But yeah, what happened last night is uh, really close behind it. <laughs> now, my guy, you tweeted at me yesterday, my guy, Yancy Almonte, uh, you know, looked okay, you know, in the eighth inning yesterday. I thought he did okay. Um, I, look, the bullpen situation to me, I feel like, and Kimbrel was fine yesterday. It wasn't a Kimbrel coaster, but he did face the bottom of the order. So, I mean, if he didn't have, if he had issues there, then I feel like they'd be in real trouble. Um, your best guess. We've got a while here. We've got a couple of weeks till the trade deadline. Do you believe when Andrew Friedman says they're good, do you buy that or do you think he's just posturing? Yeah, I thought that was an interesting statement that he made where he essentially said he doesn't like trading for you know, high leverage relievers. I, I personally think the Dodgers need a high leverage reliever the most at the trade deadline. I know they've been rumored to starting pitching, the bats, but I do think they need to add another reliever. But that's the thing that Andrew Friedman, he hasn't really done that, you know, over the last few years. He'll pick up relievers here and there, but they're kind of under the radar guys that, you know, aren't necessarily stars. They end up being key pieces. So I was surprised because, you know, there are a lot of question marks surrounding the Dodgers bullpen. There are a number of guys that are currently on the IL that are eventually going to come back, but can you rely on those guys once they come back from injury? You know, there's a lot of question marks. And come October, you're going to need go-to reliable guys in the eighth and ninth inning. George, I know that Nancy Almonte is your closer, and he's certainly, you know, lived up to the billing. I think he has an air rate of one and a half this season. So I was a little surprised because I do think the Dodgers need to address that. But Andrew Friedman, again, the, the, the trades he's pulled off over the years, if he says, I don't like trading for high limit relievers, I'm sure he has a, a very good reasoning behind it. So, guys, you want to hear, um, we've been talking about how the Dodgers have all of a sudden caught fire, right? So they've, they've won nine of their last 13. These are my unofficial statistics. Now, you remember 13 games ago, they were in Atlanta. Uh, when they came out of Atlanta, they'd won two out of three. But the next two games, kind of still dealing with the Freddie Freeman hangover, they lost two games against Colorado. Since that time, they've only lost one game. Um are we completely over now, the Freddie Freeman thing? And did maybe what Clayton Kershaw say, did that sort of button this whole thing up and everybody's moved on? What do you say, Blake? 
Yeah, I, I love that you brought that up, Cap, because, yeah, after the whole, you know, debacle in Atlanta, they lost two in a row in Denver to the Rockies. Then, like you said, since then, they've only lost one game, and it was this past weekend when Kimbrell blew the, slate, the save in the ninth inning. So this team over the last week has arguably looked the best they've looked all season. Now, is it a coincidence that they're playing their best baseball after this entire Freddie Freeman saga is behind them? I'm not exactly certain. But, yeah, I think we're officially on, you know, day six, day seven of not hearing any news in regards to the Freddie Freeman thing, which is fantastic. So, yeah, I'll say it's – I don't think it's a coincidence that, yeah, they've won eight of nine or, like you said, nine of 13, whatever they've done. But ever since they left Atlanta and lost those two games, this team has looked completely different. And Justin Turner's looked better. Max Muncy's looked better. I mean, this team, they're clicking on all cylinders. And like I said, I think this is the best, you know, 10-day stretch that they've had all season. Yeah, they, they look fantastic. They look like the Dodgers again. They look like what we expected yeah. them to look like uh, at this point with the best record in the National League. Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, each and every Thursday at 545. Make sure you subscribe to his Substack. I mean, listen, man, the kid is doing un- un- unbelievable work, incredible work. Go to his Substack. I subscribe to it. Cappy's too cheap. He doesn't support journalism because he su- supports sensationalism. Preach. Uh, Blake is giving you the real deal, Holyfield. So make sure you get in on that. Uh, follow him on Twitter at the very least, at Blake Harris, TBLA. Blake, you're the best, pal. We'll talk to you next week. I appreciate it. You guys have a great weekend. Oh, right, wow. And he's even being played out by Harry Styles. There you go. <laughs> Walk-off music. He's right. I mean, it was, it was not like a spectacular walk-off. It was kind of a bizarre strange walk-off but hey listen if you're Mookie I don't care if they credit you with a hit they call it a fielder's choice they call it an error I don't care what it is did you win the game yeah Funchy is as Yates coming on now or no no he's getting gloves with Greg and Emily okay. all right fine whatever all right so remember earlier Cappy right I told you we may have breaking news mm-hmm. all right so I don't know if I call it breaking per se but there's been more added to the Lakers pursuit of Kyrie okay so are you, you cool with that? There's been more added to the Lakers' pursuit of Kyrie. Yeah, there's been more reported on okay. the Lakers' pursuit of Kyrie. Okay. Okay. like so to we'll hear more that. about that. Okay, we'll do that next. We're back in a couple minutes.